the Belmont at the Big A Friday late pick five edition of the Notorious OTB on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Game Time. Snag the tickets without the stress. Use promo code SGPN on your first purchase to save $20. Download the Game Time app and use promo code SGPN. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog has just added Pick'em Scorchers where you can win 100 times. That's right. $5 into 500 in one game. Plus, every Sunday, they're giving away $100,000. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus up to $500. And finally, we're brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Welcome, everybody, to the Notorious OTB, brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And, folks, as always, it's all good, baby, baby. Oh, it was all a dream. We used to read Blood Horse Magazine. I've got my Cuban link on. Yes, Cuban B. <laughs> and I'm your host, Chase Essams. The Wolf of Oakland. I got ice all over my body looking like a snowman. Big rocks in the grill dancing like a slow jam. My chain's so heavy and walking like an old man. Try me, you. Welcome to the show. Uh, I guess since it's October, uh, happy month of pop in October, which if you've been listening to the show, you know we will celebrate all month long. But that's not the real reason to be excited. Uh, we've got a great guest here today, and... Uh, Honestly, this guess is a little bit of a personal triumph for me uh, because it's the first time that the hundreds of hours I've spent watching The Wire have allowed me to do something other than just bore other white people at parties. Uh, just think of all the, the, the skills I could have mastered in that time. Nope. Just watching The Wire. Uh, he is the head figure maker of Timeform US. He can be heard on the Timeform US pace cast with David Aragona. I think he does a little writing, too. Ladies and gentlemen, responding to my challenge, Mr. Craig Milkowski. Welcome, Craig, to the show. <laughs> hey, how's it going? I took a break from watching The Wire for like the 17th time all the way through, uh, particularly season two, which I, I usually watch twice as much as all the others. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's good to be on. Very. I uh, Season two was one that really grew on me. Um it took me watching it for like the third or fourth time. I'm like six or seven times, so I'm not that far behind you. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's one that definitely grew on me. Uh, Ziggy's Duck, who I, I believe I called to my uh, response uh, whenever we had our, our Twitter, our mini Twitter wire beef, which we squashed. And um, he uh, tweeted me from the Michigan game uh, that week where he took off his shirt and he had a Frank Sabatka for a union president shirt that he had made. And apparently Michigan turned it around after he he donned that shirt. Um, Craig, you are the first figure maker we've had on the show. We've had trainers. Uh, we haven't had jockeys yet, but next week I think we'll have a jockey. We've had announcers. We've had people all over the, the horse racing sphere of influence. Uh, I got to ask, how did you get into making figures? I have to figure you're probably handicapping before. You weren't like doing something else randomly and this this called you. No, it's it's kind of funny you mentioned announcers. Uh, I actually went to high school with Larry Comis, and he's the one that kind of got me into horse racing, and we obviously chose different paths. Uh, I went the first day, we went to Bowie, and 
I actually remember uh, the the track announcer at the time, Dick Woolley, kind of touted us on a first-time starter by a trainer named Odie Cleland, and this is way before there were stats in any of the DRF or any of the other places. And yeah. the horse won at eight to one, and I said, "Oh, this game is." easy i mean where you know where have i been all this time and then i think it was probably about you know another eight nine months till i cashed another ticket and that's when i decided i was going to read everything i could get my hands on and a lot of the the work at the time had to do with speed figures and that's just how i kind of wound up going this route you know and it's interesting because it seems like the you know because i of course i i was like you i decided to get everything i could get my hands on of course the first things you can usually get your hands on are uh you know uh, the andy buyer books and which are so like speed centric it's kind of interesting that with time form uh it feels like you guys are kind of blent the speed capping that's kind of become like the institutional standard with more of the the pace stuff which i i personally love because i feel like it's the the best way to make money in this game at this point yeah, what happened, I mean, around the time I started making speed figures in the mid-80s was also the time that buyer figures, I would say, went mainstream. They they showed up. I guess they were available online. That was way before I even had a computer. But then they started the racing times and started showing up there. And, of course, they were getting bet pretty heavily. And among a lot of the things I read, I read the buyer books, but I also read quite a bit from um, – William Quirin, who advocated pace yep. figures, uh, also Kieran some James points and the, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, James Quinn stuff. I read all of the the Sartan stuff. wasn't a huge fan of that, but took a few nuggets from it, I would say, and just kind of realized that the prices had changed uh, from final time to to figuring out how horses ran the final time, and often pace had a lot to do with that. Nice. Uh, so. I have to think that like most of what you do now is, is a little bit automated. Like you can put in times, and I guess probably with the track variant, I'm not exactly what your particular recipe is. Uh, but it seems like, you know, since you do have to make adjustments to the figures and everything that you have to probably watch just replays nonstop. Is, is that a lot of, of, you know, what you're, you're doing because uh, you're able to automate most of the other stuff? Yeah, I mean, the way I have one guy that helps me, uh, one assistant who wishes to remain nameless. And, and frankly, I doubt anybody even knows who he is anyway. So yeah. it really doesn't matter. But uh, yeah, it's I've kind of a, a journeyman computer programmer. I'm not an expert at it, but uh, good enough to get through. And basically, I download the results from Equibase and, and click a few buttons and I make worksheets, which have projected variants on there and then we just go from there make the variants sometimes we agree with them sometimes not and races that stick out is just not fitting we'll go watch replays we'll make sure of the the timing is correct which unfortunately can still be an issue in this sport uh, more often than not but not always uh, not bad times don't explain all the figures uh, that don't make a lot of sense tracks change uh weather you know where the races are held outside so pace often has a lot to do with it i think that's one one way we're a lot different from the buyer and other final time only speed figures is that we see we build the pace into the number and it's part of making the variant so i think that helps quite a bit by the way, where are my manners? I forgot your entrance music. If you walk through the garden. Ah, very nice. 
There you go. I, was, I should now I know I should have gone with the Tom Waits one. Uh, I've also been excited for you to come on so I could show you these. I do my own handmade pace projections. Uh, and the way I do them, uh, they've got a little bit of a vanilla icy uh, behind the music vibe where I, I don't think you can sue me for it because it's, it's different. So here's mine. See, yours goes left, 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 right, right. Mine goes right, 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 left, left. Not the same. It's not the same. Much like under pressure, Evanelize's hit, ice, ice, baby. What are you, are you? Are you a litigious man? Should I be worried? No, I, I think you're fine. Uh, and <laughs> I should I should note that I once saw uh, Vanilla Ice in concert in a casino in Biloxi for That's the awesome. price of five dollars. Him and Tone Loke. It was awesome. Things are good. For him and tone, it sounds like. <laughs> well, I did just bring Craig on to talk about the wire and talk about, uh, you know, speed figures. He's also going to help me handicap a sequence. We're going to be looking at the backwaduct Friday. That's this Friday, the 6th of October, year of our Lord, 2023. The late pick five starts race seven, post time, 348 Eastern, 248 God's time, 1248 specific time zone. Uh, we got three scheduled for the turf, two on dirt. There is a little bit of weather in the forecast for Friday. I kind of just tried to throw that out of my head because it's a guarantee that it just won't rain uh, after that. Um, did you have any sort of overarching strategy for the ticket where you thought you needed, to, you know, you could get wide because you need, you know, or you could single places or, you know, what what did you think of the uh, sequence as a whole? Uh, I thought it was one that I I don't see a lot of hope for huge payoff. So it's one I would want to play a pretty skinny ticket. Um, you know, I have a guy, I don't know if I have any singles, so to say, but I have some horses I would lean on, but not any overly exciting. Like I don't have any 20 to ones that I love or anything like that, which sometimes I do, but not really so much in this sequence, but I do think there are some options in, in all of the races. There we go. Well, I looking at it, I, I picked out two places where I thought I could just, you know, play a, a real just a hole single uh, kind of try to get contrarian and try to get skinny so I could get wide and some uh, super tough spots. I thought uh, late on. Um, let's go ahead. Let's dig in to race seven. Actually, before we do that, let's get a word in from our sponsors. That's right. We're talking about our friends at game time. Listen, a friend of ours is a friend of yours. They're here to help you get last-minute tickets without having to pay a scalper or anything like that. They get the best prices for anything. We're talking sporting events. We're talking music. We're talking comedy. It shouldn't be stressful. You shouldn't be penalized for, for procrastination. You can browse through the Game Time app. You can find all sorts of events going on in your area, and they got flash deals and last-minute tickets. Plus, Images from the CPU, so you know exactly what you're getting into. It's the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code SGPN for $20 off for your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code SGPN for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And we're brought to you by the good nerds at Hall of Fame Bets. You can win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame bets. Listen, they've got all sorts of analytics to look at your parlays, to look at your player props, provide you historical data, and even give you a percent chance that you're going to get through that leg of your parlay correctly. 
You can enter any parlay into the into the uh, Hall of Fame bets revolutionary parlay optimizer to get hit rates broken down by leg. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. All right, yeah. Check out Hall of Fame bets, the good folks there. I, once again, will have to play cover music for a swig of water after all that reading. We're rehydrated and ready to jump into it. Race 7. It's an 8 furlong. $90,000 main special weight on the dirt. Uh, looking at some track bias at it, seemed like the outside post seemed to have a little bit of edge on the surface. And I thought the best strategy in this race was maybe to try to spread and toss the favorite, the Brad Brad, Cor- uh, Brad Cox horse in the nine hole. Uh, what did you think of the uh, race and who were you using, Craig? Uh, I actually think that horse is going to be awful tough. Drum roll, please. Uh, he comes out of that really fast race, that locked one. Uh, we've only had one runner come back, a, a horse named Resilience, who ran, I think it was just this past weekend, and improved his speed figure 20 points, running a good second. So given the advantageous outside post, uh, Brad Cox usually doesn't have horses fully cranked first time. This horse was ready to go second time, ran a, a big race, but just ran into a monster. So I think he's really tough, and, and I wouldn't want to play this ticket without him. But I, I'm not confident enough to to lean on a single with him. So I looked at a couple others. One of them is the uh, four-horse Pentathlon, who's trained by Shug McGahey. Didn't show a whole lot the first time. Didn't really take any money, but that's the usual uh, MO for Shug McGahey's barn. He's one I think will appreciate the stretch out. And it's going to be a much bigger number. So while drum roll, please, would be the A horse in here, uh, Pentathlon might be a pretty solid B. And then I don't want to dismiss Hunt Ball either, coming out for Bill Mott second time out. Uh, He's another guy doesn't win a whole lot first out, but he's not much improved second time out. But this was a horse who took quite a bit of money first time, ran on a track that seemed to be favoring speed. Didn't have the the easiest of trips that day. So he looks like probably the main danger to the favorite. So I, I ended up going, I, I rarely do this. I rarely go more than three to four deep in a, in a leg. Uh, but I ended up going five deep here to try to beat that Brad Cox horse. It's very much the... Uh, if you're not, if you're going to try to beat the favorite, you just got to toss it and throw uh, a few good bullets at it. You mentioned pentathlon, which I like, but, uh, the reason I really like pentathlon is it's something that I look for horses that have missed the break initially and might be undercover need the lead type horses that just packed it in and lost by a ton. Uh, especially like betting those horses whenever they add the blinks and get a little bit of a wait break. Uh, also had the five uh, hunt ball uh, go dolphin because that my dolphin, as I like to say, um, I used the six unique insight, uh, the you know pricey first timer for Brown and Clarevic. Uh, you can't ignore what Chad can do with firsters, nor the precocity of, of these gun runner babies. Uh, then digital ops, which you would figure to also be a Clarevic horse given the name, but uh, another you know dangerous on the other Chad angle. And I should probably toss this off the ticket, but I'm using it. Uh, Enlighten, uh, the Todd Pletcher horse at four to one. Second timer came out in a tangle in the first start. Another one that looks like, you know, could be an early speed needed, you know, needed the lead early speed horse that packed it in after it didn't make it. So I was five deep. Uh, it sounds like uh, Craig was uh, three deep, including the uh, including the uh, chalk from Brad Cox. 
Let's take a look at race eight, six furlongs, $50,000 allowance on the inner turf. Uh, what'd you think about the shape of this race? Uh, who'd you have coming out on top? Uh, this is a race in the, the pace projector, not that one that you showed, but one that we have. Uh, we think it's going to be a pretty fast piece in here. Um, but you would expect that in a turf sprint. I would think uh, of all the races we do, they're the ones that probably have that fast pace label more often than any. Uh, this was a race where I'm not so high on the favorite lady, Mia. Uh, she's uh, three to one on the morning line for Christoph Kalman, who obviously does really well with turf sprinters in New York. But I just was not impressed at all with what I saw first time out. I mean, this Philly went three to five. Uh, was up close to a pretty moderate pace, albeit obviously against much better company than she's facing here, uh, dropping into a starter allowance. But I just didn't see anything I like to take her as the favorite. So I was more looking to horses who are going to maybe come from a little bit off the pace. And if I had to pick one horse, I, I was um, looking at Maddie's Grace, who's doing the outside. Uh, she ran very well at this condition, too, back at Belmont. Didn't really like the turn back to five and a half on, on a track that had some moisture in it. Uh, made the lead a little too early. So I'm willing to forgive that one. So this is a race I'm going to spread a little bit, but Maddie's Grace would be the horse that I have on top. All right. I actually saw it the, the exact same In fact, I, I liked Maddie's Grace so much that, that this was a single. Um, yes, I'm, yes, I'm saying I, I want to mingle. You want to mingle? Yeah. Now uh, first of all, it's, it's not why I'm doing it, but it's got the, uh, the daughter's name angle. You always got to play your daughter's name. Uh, I, I think I'm with you. I, I saw spooky lady, the three busting bullet and the, uh, five, try it again, all kind of sending for the front. And I thought it really kind of left, uh, you know, Maddie's grace sitting in a, in a garden spot here. I mean, returns to the track and the surface and distance where she broke her maiden initially, I mean, I think the horse could maybe make a little middle move that would put her in contention at the top of the stretch. Uh, there we go. I I like agreeing. I also like disagreeing, but I like agreeing on singles. I will definitely say that. Moving on. Race nine, the hump day leg, if you will. The Wednesday leg of the pick five. Uh, this feels like a good place for me uh, to spread again. What did you think of this eight furlong $32,000 claimer on the turf? Uh, anytime I see a Naira turf race and I look at our pace projector and we have a horse projected to get an easy lead, uh, I immediately look at that horse first and the PPs to see if it's one that I think is good enough. Uh, and the seven principled stand certainly looks good enough to win a race like this. Uh, dropping out of stakes company at Monmouth has had success at the claiming and allowance level before. And just when I look through the rest of the field, uh, I had trouble coming up with anybody that was going to be able to run with them early, uh, even if they wanted to. There's no other real speed in here. The horse we have shown second early is Nolo Contesto, a horse who has shown some speed on dirt in the past but he does have three or four races in his career on turf and he just doesn't seem to be the same horse he's shown absolutely zero speed on turf so it just looks like a race where i could see uh principled stan getting loose setting one of those 49 halves that we see so often on the naira circuit and being really tough to run down the most passive jock colony in America. The how they break from the gate sometimes is just how it's going to end. 
it's where you can also find if knowing your jocks you can also find value you can know that say uh you know uh jj or kendrick carmouche they might be a little bit more likely to press go out for the lead than say your rosarios or your or your uh uh you know uh irad irad will sometimes pull my horse in inexplicable four to five links i gotta get this all out of my system before i have a jockey on the show i gotta i gotta tighten up around here um I thought this race was really tough and just kind of decided to throw a run style with a few off-paced horses at the problem. Uh, I, I used the four clear vision for Mike Maker. Uh, Mike Maker makes a big-time draping cl- cl- uh, class here. And last out was at Kentucky Downs. And horses running up back off of Kentucky Downs is uh, what we call around here a dirty little pig boy angle. Little pig boy. <laughs> Can I get the definition? Little pig boy. He's that pathetic, dirty bitch, baby. Mistress gets the stand on. I also liked uh, Mac- Maxwell Esquire, uh, another class dropper for Rudy Rod. Uh, typically, I fade horses in claiming races coming in off of bullet works, but this feels like a numbers game when I'm playing these off-pace horses sometimes. Just how many salmon do I have to unleash to spawn upstream? Uh, the nine, eyes on target uh, for uh, Linda Rice. Uh, she claimed this one from a uh, clear visions trainer, Mike maker, and it's earned the right to face tougher with the win last out, uh, for maker at Saratoga and a eight and a half furlong race, uh, on the turf and a $25,000 claimer claimer. This feels like the appropriate class step because stepping up further, you know, eyes on target was kind of getting waxed, but I think that this 32 price tag fits it. Uh, and then I used the 10 land biscuit because, you know, Bruce Brown puts JJ up and, you know, this one is way down in class for a start. Like the others, it's an off-pace horse, and Bruce Brown is 27% with horses second off the claim. So adding land biscuit here. And I don't have anything as good as a biscuit for you guys, but I do have our friends at Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy has a way to play alongside your favorite football team all season long. Underdog is just introduced Scorchers. Go five for five and pick them Scorchers and enjoy a spicy 100 times payout. From now until October 4th, Underdog is matching 100% of first deposits up to $500. And they have their 100K Sundays. They continue on Underdog. Ten lucky players will win 10K each. Hey, what's a spicy play? I don't know. I'm... I'm tapped for the NFL. Just the football is not going the way I expected it to go. So I'm going to do you a favor, not give you a play. Uh, so watch along, make your picks, and maybe make a little cash over to Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. Uh, we sign up with promo code SGPN. Underdog will double your first deposit up to $500. That's Underdog Fantasy, promo code SGPN. All right. Make sure you check out Underdog Fantasy. I gotta make sure that I've got a little bit of a water break here. Hit it two times. Whew. Needed that one. <laughs> All right. We got two races left. We're on the other side of the hump day leg. Race 10, the nine and a half furlong, hundred thousand dollar non-winners of one something. I'm not your condition reader, people out there. Buy the PPs, read the conditions yourself. Uh it's an allowance on the dirt. Uh this looked like uh dual city and maybe a chernobyl hot pace on the front what did you think with the uh, pace set up here 
Yeah, this is another race where we have it uh, marked as a race we expect to have a fast pace, which is unusual for a race at this distance, uh, particularly on dirt. And when you look at the PPs, it's really hard to kind of argue with it when you see Mystical Curlin and Paddington to start with, uh, two horses who just seem like need-the-lead types that do their best running there. I'm not sure Mystical Curlin is in his best form right now, but he still has early speed, so... I tend to agree with it, and that, that kind of leads me to the horse who is almost assuredly going to be favored, Drake's Passage. And though he's not a front runner, and he's had a he's won three in a row last time he drubbed the New York bred three year olds at Saratoga. I, I think he's a horse who's going to get over bet, and I'm not re- really sure that he wants to run this far. So I'm going to take a shot against him, and it's going to be with the uh, six horse Signator. He's a horse that. I actually really like in this spot. Uh, his finish positions and beaten lengths haven't been too great the last couple times, but he has an ascending speed figure pattern, which is something that I really like with lately raced horses like him. And he looks like a horse who just will really appreciate the mile and three sixteenths, where I don't think some others in here will. And given that fast pace, uh, I he's one of my favorite bets on the whole card. So I, I took the the uh, this as a chance to single for the second time in the card. Now the women love you when you get out there. Why do you think that is? What'd you say? The women love you when you get out there. Why is that, ladies? Well, I'm asking you. Huh? I uh, I took the candy with Drake's passage here because I did see Paddington and uh, Mystical Curlin uh, linking up. And uh, I, I thought that Drake's Passage just kind of sat that perfect little pocket trip when it comes to a- or sorry, Backwaduct, Belmont face with an aqueduct booty, uh, going two turns on the main track. I'm, I, it's, it's feel, I feel like there was maybe just a one meet where it was super biased to the inside, and now I just feel like I have to pound the inside on these two turns races. Uh, so I, I really like Drake's Passage saving ground, you know, sitting behind these two speeds and not having to come from from super wide. So I'm singled there with Drake's Passage. You know, like the six, that's interesting. Let me take a look at this, this year's six. Signature, okay. For Suge, blinkers on. I can't say I don't hate it. Going to be sitting just basically a little bit further behind, and if who knows, if uh, Drake's Passage gets sucked into that early pace duel, then yeah, I can see it. I could see you mo- more than likely being right, and me more than likely being no, wrong. No, I mean... Drake's passage is probably the most likely winner, but I don't think you're getting eight to five. I wouldn't be surprised if he's more like four to five. I mean, his race was strong three. I think the horses who ran uh, finished the, in the last three positions that they have all come back to win their races. So he, he certainly has a shot. It's just a value thing for me. And in a uh, sequence where I landed on some short prices, uh, I picked him as the one to try to beat. It's it, Drake's passage puts me in the the same familiar position of either single it or toss it, and I decided to to just flip flop from what I did earlier. Now on to race eleven, the money leg, the one where we are hoping to win generational wealth that allows us to say things like this. Hey, hey, hey! Don't rub on that. You blocked that. You understand? That's alpaca. That's twenty five thousand dollar alpaca. You blocked that shit. You don't rub on. Put the club soda on there. Put the club soda on my alpaca money. Uh, I feel with two singles, and I bought myself the ability to kind of spread here in this last race, uh, you know, as well, still keep the, the ticket economical while I do it. And uh, it seems foolish not to spread here if it's uh, in the budget. Uh, 
but I live life like my mother is perpetually behind me with a wooden spoon. So guess first, Craig, how are you finishing out this ticket? Uh, it's a race I would spread as well. I think it's a 10 horse field. Uh, we don't know exactly which 10 because there's a whole bunch of AEs, but I would go pretty deep in here since I've been pretty skinny in most of the legs. If I had to make a top pick, it would be the four uh, sugar and spites, I guess is how you say that being by Spitester or spites town. That's one of those I've never figured out. Uh, but it's just first time Linda Rice. Uh, she not only does well off the claim, she does well off with horses like this that are in her barn for the first time. She does well in turf sprints. And most importantly, she's got a hundred thousand dollar fine. She has to pay back. So I, I would imagine she's going to get right to it. And, and this is one I expect to run well. Yeah, it's the it's the high class version of hustling to pay the cable bill, really. Um, yeah, I, I like sugar and you good point with spites because there was a, a kid that went to the high school that I went to named Martrell Spates, sp- spelled the exact same way that ended up playing for the uh, the uh, Washington now commanders. Uh, so I, I think it goes either way. I, I was four deep. I, I used the two uh, red butterfly for uh, Horatio de Path. Uh, it's, you know, Munning's baby. Uh, shown that she wants to run near the front, has run well on the turf despite not getting her picture taken. And the track pro- profile tells me that the inside speed has been good at this distance on the surface. Uh, you, you mentioned what we like about Sugar and Spites. Uh, the nine, Dance With Me Babe, uh, could be a hanger, but has shown some talent, unlike a lot of this field. Uh, Barrera claimed this one from Michelle Nevin. And while he's a 13% trainer this year, he's 12% off the claim. So while it might not be the best bread and butter, uh, it's his bread and butter. Um, and then the 10 Jenny water bags, uh, love the new shooter angle where sometimes we're in a race where every other horse has told me it sucks. I'd like to take the horse that I don't know definitively sucks. And that's Jenny water bags making the first time start. Uh, it, it feels like a, like a must play for me. And I, I ended up with a $40 ticket at the 50 cent base, a little bit wider than I like to go. Um, you want to kind of recap who you had in each race and I'll uh, rattle off my ticket after you're done. Yeah. I won't say I put together a ticket. I wasn't uh, as studious as you were because it without the scratches and all, but uh, yeah, I'm happy to uh, go over what I like drum roll, please. I, I thought is pretty strong and a likely winner, but I also want to use backups in pentathlon and hunt ball and that two-year-old maiden special. Uh, in the next race, I like Matt, Maddie's Grace would be my top pick, but I want to use some other ones. Linerite, uh, Spooky Lady would be a couple I definitely want to use. And it's a race where I'm against the favorite Lady Mia. I just didn't like her debut race in, in the States at all. And she's dropping in class and, and she's just not for me in that one. Um <clears throat> In the ninth, I, I really wanted to lean pretty heavy on principled stand. Uh, so it'll be two races where I'm kind of going to lean on two horses pretty heavy that aren't much of a price. I think he's going to be alone on the lead. I, I didn't mention it at the time, but he's a big dropper out of stakes races for uh, Chad Brown but and Clarevitz Stables, but they win a lot with this move. Uh, it's not... I mean, it can be viewed as a negative drop, but it's not really a negative for those connections. Uh, in the allowance race, which almost seems like a stakes race with Drake's passage in there, um, 
challenging older horses going a mile and three sixteenths. I, I can see Drake's passage being the likely winner, but this is the one race where I decide I want to take a shot against with a signature. He would be my top pick and a horse. I'm just going to bet alone as well. Uh, one I'm going to lean on pretty hard. And in the last race I would spread. I, I think we, all the horses you mentioned were the same exact ones I was going to spread with. Uh, Sugar and Spates would be my top pick or Spites, whatever. Uh, I should get better at those pronunciations, but uh, I'm not an announcer, so I don't put the time into it. Uh, and then uh, I did want to mention Jenny Waterbags, who, who you said is uh, gets Bruce Levine, gets a very nice uh, 94 rating with first time starters. And in a spot like this, like you said, it's not the strongest field we're ever going to see. So uh, she would definitely be one I would include uh, along with, I think it was all the same ones you mentioned, Red Butterfly, Mim, uh, Dance With Me, Babe. Uh, a race that I think both of us have afforded ourselves the opportunity to go a little deep. There we go. I, I ended up in the first leg with the basically the four through the eight. Uh, I singled, which I didn't even realize it, it was double daughter's name angle because my daughter's name is Madeline Grace. There we go. Maddie's Grace, the nine singled. Not for that reason, but singled. Uh, then we had the four, five, nine, ten in leg three. We singled again to the two with Drake's passage. Uh, and then we finished it up with uh, the horses that Craig mentioned, the two, four, nine and ten, forty dollars at a fifty cent. Base. Craig, it's been a pleasure having you on uh, Talking Horses. Uh, you got anything big coming up? I know you're, you're doing the pace cast with uh, with David Aragon for the folks who maybe haven't listened before. What When is that usually out? So we do two each week. We do the pace cast on Tuesday where we recap the last week of racing. And then on Friday, we do the forecast where we usually do a pick five once in a while to be a pick four from one of the big tracks on a Saturday. Uh, that always comes out on Fridays. Once in a blue moon, we'll record it on Thursday, but usually it comes out on Friday. Uh, those are the two big ones. Um, outside of that, I'll just be rooting for the Orioles. Um I, I was listening keenly to your game stop game time ad. I'm going to check out that app because hopefully the Rangers will beat the Rays and, and I will just have a two hour drive to go see my or three hour drive to go see my O's take on the Rangers. There you go. And all Craig has to do is use code SGPN to save all sorts of money. Uh, yep. Yeah, I, I you know, I, I'm from Little Rock, Arkansas, uh, which was the home of uh, the greatest third baseman of all time. Brooks Robinson. No argument for me. R.I.P., yeah. buddy. So I, I got a soft spot for the Orioles, though. I was raised a Cardinals fan. Uh, guys, the great content keeps rolling this week. Uh, check in tomorrow. We've actually got a uh, new Oakland track announcer, Matt Dinnerman, uh, joining me. That's going to be a heck of a show because I'm going to try to go full Terry Gross. I might have to take a few downers before that. I'm a little pepped up. Too much coffee today. Um, and then on Friday, Andrew Champagne returning for the, the second time. Uh, hopefully he wasn't him being on the show. wasn't the curse that caused Travers day. We'll find out, uh, whatever we look at the Keeneland Saturday card. Uh, but yeah, we'll have all sorts of great stuff. Uh, Craig, thank you so much for joining. We will see you next time. Bye. Yeah, that was great. <laughs>